0: technique Spe- <laughs> special technique of shadow boxing What up, son? Yeah, that's how I'm coming in today on the November 24th, 2019 episode of the Boxing Source Radio Show. I am your host, James Bell, the lead boxing analyst for the Cold Hard Truth on Sports. You can catch boxing articles and more at thechtonsports.com. Once again, that is the CHT on sports.com number to dial in to talk boxing is three, four, seven, two, three, seven, five, five, three, nine. Once again, that is three, four, seven, two, three, seven, five, five, three, nine. Press the one key to get on cue and you'll be able to talk live on the show. We're trying to go at it live for about 90 minutes in this particular episode to get everything in as much as possible, of course, you know that you're going to have the biggest Deontay Wilder fans call in to the show, most likely uh, here in this particular episode, um, to pretty much butter up Deontay Wilder for his latest title defense. Uh, Of course, we're going to be uh, going over that. Um, In this particular show, that's pretty much going to be the lead topic. We're going to also go into the main events that uh, we're on the zone. uh, That includes Callum Smith going up against John Ryder, who was his uh, mandatory uh, for that WBA title that Callum Smith has. And we'll also go and cover the rematch between Andrew Cancel and Renee Alvarado. Um is that was uh something that yielded a different result this time around. Um uh, but wanna, you know, get into the particular card that was on at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Uh we had the WBC championship on the line. Rematch between Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz. Deontay Wilder, the bronze bomber. Luis Ortiz. King Kong. King Kong. You know. Um, trying to, you know, get another crack at Deontay Wilder. Um, you know, going through You know, the records, uh, you had Deontay Wilder coming in there with a record of 41 wins, zero losses, and one draw, single draw to Tyson Fury. uh, That was on December 1st last year. And Luis Ortiz coming into the particular bout uh, with a record of 31 wins and one loss. That's so sole loss to Deontay Wilder on March 3rd, 2018, at the Barclays Center by 10th round TKO. Uh, he followed that bout with wins over Rosalind Kajanu, Travis Kaufman, and Christian Hammer. Um, you know how this uh, bout came to fruition. Um, Deontay Wilder made the announcement uh, in late May that he was going to fight Luis Ortiz again and Tyson Fury once again. Um, that is... He said then that was his schedule um, for his immediate future. So that's when they put together the bout between him and Luis Ortiz. It's going on, on Fox pay-per-view, and that's pretty much uh, what we have uh, here with this particular bout. Um, if you've, you know, went through the archives on the Boxing Source radio show, I didn't have much expectation for this particular bout. I didn't think that Luis Ortiz would be able to do much at all against Deontay Wilder in this particular bout, and I said it would be Wilder KO1, given the status of Luis Ortiz up until recently um, You know, for this particular bout. Uh, if you did uh, watch Deontay Wilder's previous fight, against Dominic Brazil while well, where he got the knockout uh in the first round. You did see um Luis Ortiz step into the ring uh immediately after that particular bout. So even with Deontay Wilder making that announcement a couple of weeks later, um, it was pretty much set in stone that uh Luis Ortiz was basically guaranteed uh, that bout with Deontay Wilder As Ortiz was a potential Opponent for Anthony Joshua At Madison Square Garden On June 1st uh, But they already had that Guarantee in place For Luis Ortiz So all the talk about uh, You know Anthony Joshua's ducking Luis Ortiz <sighs> We should be done with that But We know fans that are delusional and don't listen to or read the facts in reference to all of that. So that's going to go on and on and on and on. And it will continue, particularly after this particular fight. Um, So you do have that on Luis Ortiz's side. Deontay Wilder was talked about as being a potential opponent for Anthony Joshua. There was a guarantee that was put, put ahead to him. $100 million guaranteed, three-fight deal. One hundred twenty million million, four four-fight deal. He turned both down. So, apparently, he's supposed to be getting that type of guarantee from Al Heyman and Premier Boxing champions. There are people that still doubt that to be the case, especially given the returns, on the fight between Deontay Wilder and Dominic Brazil, and what we will break down here in this fight with Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz. But let's get into it. Deontay Wilder, Luis Ortiz, you had Deontay Wilder coming into the ring looking like Super Shredder or Shredder or whatever it is, you know, trying to smash some turtles. He needed to get, you know, Bebop, Rocksteady, uh, the Rat King, um uh who else uh that's out there. Um you know that 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 uh that humongous fly dude, um that's another one. Um and those, you know, those super turtle things that hit the you know, the ooze or whatever it was. Yeah, that was that was Deontay Wilder. He needed to have the whole you know squad that'd be going after the teenage Mutant ninja turtles uh with him going to the ring because he had that whole shred outfit going down or whatnot um you know stepping into the ring there uh he had um you know came into this bout pretty much at the round, I think he was um you know like two hundred and eighteen pounds or something like that um so You know, him coming in there with uh, that type of, you know, weight pretty much, you know, staying around his uh, same, you know, his same um, weight that he, you know, kind of like fluctuates uh, at. Um, So that's, you know, pretty much how he came in there. Uh, A lot of people were talking about the weight of Luis Ortiz. As he was pretty much at his, you know, lowest weight, uh, coming into this particular bout, uh, coming in at two hundred thirty-six and one half pounds. Uh, so, you know, a lot of people—well, not a lot of people—but some people were talking about, "Oh man, the resortees is in the best shape of his life, and he's coming in focused, or you know, and whatnot." And well, I mean. His last fight, he was at two hundred thirty eight, two hundred thirty eight pounds. So he was kind of like cutting down his, you know, weight a little bit. He doesn't really, you know, get up to like the two fifties and nothing like that. He's kind of been around that two hundred and thirty five to two hundred and forty pound range uh, for, you know, the past few years or so. So this isn't, you know, necessarily uh, much of a difference here. Uh, for Luis Ortiz. Um, so the thing about you know him is, you know he kind of you know was looking good, but he kind of looks you know up there. Of course, he was there at 40 years old, and a lot of people don't think that he is 40 years old. But still, he wanted to go in there and see if he could, you know, do what you know, uh, George Foreman did and shocked the World and things like that. Uh, but, yeah, we went into this particular fight and, you know, the first, you know, the first three rounds were pretty much the same things that we saw in the first fight. You know, Deontay Wilder, you know, looking, you know, his full six foot seven frame, having his, you know, Lead hand out, um, going off of his back foot against a guy that is, you know, six foot four and has a seventy-eight inch reach. When you have a, you know, three-inch height advantage and a five-inch reach advantage, you could get away with a good amount of things against your opponent, and. That is what Deontay Wilder did. This is no different than what happened in the first bout in those first few rounds. You had Deontay Wilder trying to trying to see where Luis Ortiz was in his positioning and once he finds that out and Luis Ortiz goes ahead and opens with the right jab and the right jab, then he could back up, he could you know, to see where where that right jab is. See if he's able to get hit by that right jab. And then if he's not, then once that left hand comes in, the left hand is not going to really affect him that much. So he pretty much had Luis Ortiz throw those punches, but those punches did not necessarily affect Deontay Wilder uh, in those you know particular rounds. So he pretty much had Luis Ortiz get those rounds in the bank. And you had it, you know, first round, second round, third round, pretty much the same thing. The activity kind of picked up a little bit more from Deontay Wilder, but nothing to where uh, he showed full emphasis in him throwing multiple punches Other than maybe the left hook, he was able to, you know, incorporate the left hook in his offensive repertoire in this particular bout against Luis Ortiz. And that affected Luis Ortiz a little bit. Um, Also, you know, failed to, you know, add in that, you know, in the first round, you had Luis Ortiz... Uh, cut, uh, I think it was uh, on the side in his right eye, but it uh, wasn't necessarily much of a factor uh, over the course of this particular bout. Uh, so, you know, going back into this thing, like I said, you, you know, did have instances where Deontay Wilder, you know, threw, you know, threw a lot of, you know, big shots or tried to throw the hook, or throw his right hand in, you will miss. Uh, but the thing about it is, is that you didn't have Luis Ortiz uh, having paid for missing those shots. You didn't have Luis Ortiz kind of like figure out what Deontay Wilder was going to do in this particular instance. Um, and that I, I basically just seen him as limited in in this uh, fight uh, against Deontay Wilder in that he was very predictable in what his approach was going to be. He was standing right in front of Deontay Wilder. Even when he was coming forward, he was standing right in front of Deontay Wilder. And while he was trying to fake uh, Wilder, you know, that he was still right in front of him. So even with the fakes, if Deontay Wilder wanted to throw the jab, Luis Ortiz would be right there in front of him. If you wanted to throw that right hand, Luis Ortiz would be right there in front of him. Uh, so the thing about it is he didn't necessarily, uh, you know, exert himself as far as, like, trying to throw uh, many punches. Um over the course of those rounds, uh, so that's the thing that you know I've seen in in this particular instance, um, in in this fight, is that you really didn't see uh, Wilder kind of like really exert himself that much, or at least I didn't see that uh, coming from him. Um, but you know, it may have been uh, different. Uh, for, you know, others that, you know, may have uh, seen uh, this, you know, particular fight. Uh, But, you know, we didn't get many landed punches over in this particular bout. And and it, you know, I I just didn't see this as, you know, something that had, you know, a lot of action. I didn't really expect that. Um, You know, we're not, we're not going to get a fight like uh we had um in the undercard of this particular um matchup uh when you had uh Brandon Figueroa and Julio Seha which we'll you know get uh we'll talk about a little bit later. Or earlier in this year where we saw uh Adam Kalnaki against Chris Ariola, you know, they're not going to, you know break records as far as like heavyweights throwing punches and uh, punches landed that's not what you know Deontay Wilder does and he he basically said that while covering the fight between Kalnaki and Ariola alongside uh, Lennox Lewis uh, there so that is you know kind of like what we got here in this particular bout is that not much activity uh, from you know from these guys uh pretty much about 25 to 30 punches thrown per round um and you know th- going into the you know 7th 7th round I mean it you did have Luis Ortiz pretty much had the advantage uh, as far as like the scorecards are concerned uh but there's you know nothing about um You know, there's nothing about the uh, course of that bout that said, oh, Ortiz is really taking the lead. He's really, you know, schooling uh, Deontay Wilder uh, in this particular instance. Uh, So Deontay Wilder wasn't in any type of danger or anything like that going into the seventh round. And in the seventh round, you had, you know, pretty much the same activity that we've had over the course of the past six rounds. And then Wilder going into the close of that seventh round uh, was getting towards Luis Ortiz. I had Luis Ortiz over to the ropes and he threw the left hand and then he threw the right hand before Ortiz could block. and, hit Luis Ortiz flush, put Ortiz down to the canvas, and Ortiz uh could not beat the count. Um, you know, pretty much this how Dominic Brazil couldn't beat the count from Deontay Wilder in that first round. Um he should you know he should understand English um completely And he should know, you know, basically uh, the count that Kenny Bayless had uh, there for him. And he couldn't beat the count at the 251 mark of the seventh round for Deontay Wilder to score a KO victory, retain the WBC Heavyweight Championship, register his 40 first uh, KO or stoppage victory uh, there, and he'll be looking forward to facing the Gypsy King Tyson Fury in February of next year. So that is pretty much my opening uh, summary of the bout, and right now I have a caller that is on hold. And this person is on cloud 99. Not cloud nine, but cloud 99. Uh, He has been smiling much more than a Cheshire cat ever since this knockout took place. Uh, He has been, you know, sleeping very peacefully under his Deontay Wilder covers. Um, He has been taking his showers with, you know, the Deontay Wilder, um, you know, (laughs) you know, the Deontay Wilder picture uh, over in his bathroom. And he has, you know, been just overall just smiling and smiling and smiling ever since the knockout took place in the seventh round. I am talking about the president of the Deontay Wilder fan club, Mr. Matthew Brown. What's going on?
1: I'm sorry. I just need to let that out. Um,
0: Uh, well, one question, one question for you. One question for yeah. you before you go uh, through this particular battle. Um What happened to Rat King, Bebop, Rocksteady, and all of the other, uh, you know, mutants that were supposed to be with Super Shredder heading to oh, the ring yesterday? On, what happened to them? first of
1: all, first of all, first of all. That outfit was glorious Okay Listen I might cop me one You know Next time No, 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 no You gotta get No,
0: you gotta get the other You gotta get the other outfit That he came to the arena with That's the one that you gotta oh, get Oh, you come out, um The Michael Jackson When he came movie. out like Prince When he came out yeah, like yeah, Michael yeah, Jackson Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: Yeah, the, yeah, does, uh, uh, the Captain Crunch uniform Absolutely That <laughs> Listen That was that a great. That was a great outfit. Yo, he looked regal. He looked like a boss. He looked like just the you heard the music, the the epic music. See, there wasn't no corny rapper following him to the ring, rapping down to the ring. None of that. There wasn't no little. Yeah, there wasn't no there wasn't no no gay British light show or no gay German Vladimir Klitschko light show. Hey, there hey, hey, fire. hey. We're, we're,
0: hey, we can't, we
1: can't.
0: We can't.
1: All right, it was better that.
0: Yeah, I said gay. Wait, God hold on, it, hold yeah, on it. Yeah, Well, wait a minute. Didn't Deontay Wilder say after the... Joshua Klitschko fight. Did he's like, oh man, I like this, man. I like this type of atmosphere. I wanna, I wanna have things uh, done like this myself. Didn't he say that?
1: But he ain't having no light show because he's all man, okay. <laughs> and, and he, and he walked in like a boss, okay. He, wow, it was just, wow. You know, my heart is racing just thinking about the epic night from. The, the walk into the building all all the way up to the behind the scenes interview shout out to Fox for really giving us all access in the moment see they ain't do what the Zone did and they want to give you oh one night Joshua versus Ruiz they want to give you that in November when the fight happened in June we should have saw that shit while it was going on no no what you got was behind the scenes access you saw the man warming up you saw him Shift into bronze bomber mode. You, you saw him all business, and then he finally walked down to the ring like a king. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, and Deontay Wilder is fit for the crown. He's sturdy enough for the crown. He stepped over the ropes. He, he, when, when Jimmy Leonard was introducing him, you saw him get, get, the, get the right hand cocked and loaded, you you saw the the outfit come off. And then you heard the bell ring. And once the bell rung, it was game time. You saw Wilder premiere his 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 left hook that he's been working on in the gym. He's throwing the left hook, throwing it out there, jabbing porn. You know, you do a little porn just measuring, measuring, measuring like a like a sniper just waiting. You saw also Deontay Wilder was positioning his feet outside of Luis Ortiz's feet all the time. He kept making sure that he kept foot position. This is what we call technique, my man. This is what you call skills. Feet work, as (laughs) Shaq would say. Okay? This man was positioning (laughs) his feet the whole time, doing what he needed to do, and then when Luis Ortiz thought that he had Wilder on the ropes. What did Wilder do? Wilder used his feet and his left jab to spin Luis Ortiz so that Luis Ortiz was now facing the ropes. And then Wilder put his left foot outside of Luis Ortiz's right foot so Luis Ortiz couldn't go anywhere. He blinded him with the left jab. And then a millisecond later, boom, hit him right straight in the forehead and knocked his ass down, and he couldn't beat the count. Honestly, Deontay Wilder, to me, he reminds me so much of George Foreman. That shot, oh, oh God. It was the same shot Foreman hit Morrow with. It it really was. That that patented one-two. It's the same shot that um oh god mm. Who, who's what do you mean
0: uh what, what does that mean what what is that supposed to mean um you're talking about the thing with George Foreman against Michael Moore pretty much Michael Moore just sit, stood there and took the the, the punch I mean because that like that particular moment between uh. Foreman and Moore is one of the most shocking moments that I've seen in my life.
2: You saw George Foreman stand.
0: I was like, I was like, George Foreman is the heavyweight champion of the world. He hit him with the same one-two. Like, he hit him with the one-two and then he stood there and then he hit him with the one-two again and Moore went down. I'm like, like, Moore, what are you doing, man? I'm like come on, I'm like yo, <laughs> Sit there take that, but man, um, I mean, I I just felt that Deontay Wilder was pretty much comfortable the entire fight. I didn't think that Luis Ortiz had him in danger at any particular point. Mm-hmm. Um, in that you know he. That Ortiz was predictable in his approach going going against uh, going after Deontay Wilder. Um, if you mm-hmm. saw like how he was, you know, approaching him, you saw him do the double right jab and then the left hand. But with Deontay Wilder, and you saw this in his in his last fight with Luis Ortiz, he pretty much used his height and his length in order to keep himself at bay from Luis Ortiz for weeks, So Luis Ortiz basically had to do the same thing in this fight that he did in the last fight, and that is try to get himself on the inside in order to do anything against Deontay Wilder. And the thing with Mm -hmm. Luis Ortiz is, is that he's not the type of guy that will give you that, you know, the head going left and right, down, up, left, and right, you know, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B A start, whatever that thing is. Um, he's not going to do that. He's not like, you know, the Ar- Archer Spilker, how Archer Spilker was in his fight against Deontay Wilder, or, you mm-hmm. know, how uh, Carlos Takam was against Anthony Joshua in that when you throw mm-hmm. the jab and you stand there and throw the jab, he's not going to move his head to the left or move his head to the right. He's going to be right there to either block the punch or take the punch. And when you have somebody that is right there in front of you, you pretty much know what they're going to do. And for me, when I've seen Luis Ortiz try to do the whole thing about him trying to do a double jab and then the left, all you, you got to do is just back up. That's it. And the whole fight the whole entire fight, I was waiting for the right hand to come in. As I said,
2: because
0: even with the knockout, the the right hand came in before Luis Ortiz could basically block it, right? But I was looking for the right hand before Luis Ortiz threw his left. Because if you see that, that double left jab is, I mean, the double right jab is coming, and then he's coming with the left all you could do is like say okay i know that double rights coming so after that it's the left hand i'm faster than luis ortiz i come in and i stand in there with that right hand bam that's mm. it and he would have he would have he would and he would have and it would have been pretty much like um the same thing with the spoker fight cuz remember spoker was coming into Deontay wilder before Wilder threw that right hand, and when he threw that right hand, that was pretty much it. So I was looking for the exact same thing with Wilder against Luis Ortiz in this particular fight because I did not see any danger from Luis Ortiz uh, on Deontay Wilder at any point. I didn't see it.
1: How did you think Wilder uh, did with uh, the footwork and foot position in?
0: Uh, pretty much the same thing with the foot positioning uh, that he did in his first fight with Luis Ortiz. The only the only difference is, is that he didn't increase his activity like in the, you know, the fourth or the fifth round in this particular fight um, like he did in the first one, you know. I mean, there were still times where he kind of, you know, tried to stand in, you know, like when they were uh, pretty much at the center of the ring. Where he would yeah. try to stand up you know stand up straight and then try to throw punches, but he didn't necessarily um land like he did in the first particular fight, you know what I mean, as far as like standing in there, standing in the pocket and throwing throwing his right hand, he didn't necessarily do that and then but at the same time he was trying to you know do that left hook that you were talking about, so there were times where he did miss that left hook but he was trying to incorporate that in this particular fight against Luis Ortiz because, I mean, if it's there for you, use it. You know what I mean? Um, The other thing, I'm not sure if you you saw this or not. I didn't see an uppercut from uh, Wilder that much either. And that was also open for him. I felt that was also open for him too. You know, that was also open for him. Yeah, I don't don't remember him throwing one either. I didn't. I didn't see one either, but I think. But I think maybe he didn't throw the uppercut.
1: He didn't want to overcommit, because if you remember what got him in trouble last time with Ortiz, it's because he stayed in there too long and he was able to get countered with a short left hand. So he basically kept Luis Ortiz at a distance, and instead of staying in there, he would dip in and dip out, dip in and then dip out. And then he just yeah. waited for his
0: moment. Yeah, but the thing is, he could dip in and dip out. But you could also, you know, sneak in that uppercut, you know, that right uppercut and then dip out. But also, you didn't really see many clinches in this particular bout or any, any time they were in close court. Yeah, you didn't see any yeah, at you all. See any. So you didn't really have that, you know, kind of opportunity where, you know, you could go into the inside and you could throw, you know, body shots or throwing an uppercut, because you didn't see Kenny Bayless, you know, step in and say, break it up. Not I once. forgot he was
1: even there, to be honest with you. I you forgot know, he was there. He wasn't even needed. All he was needed yeah, for it was to count. Like, it was a truly tactical yeah, fight.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, the first the first fight was was a tactical fight for, you know, the first three rounds. But, you know in that particular instance, with him being in the, um, you know, him being at the Barclays Center or whatever it is, they, you know, I guess they wanted more action uh, there at the Barclays Center. So that's where you had the booze coming in uh, after the first three rounds. Yeah, it was more like anticipation. You know, or or basically or or knowing that the inevitable was going to happen against a guy that – uh doesn't necessarily uh, move that well. Uh, but now, what'd you, you want know, to continue? About the score oh, go ahead. What do you think about the Oh, okay, score cards? the scorecards. Um, so let me bring them uh, up here. It was 59, so you he had the scorecards. Eric Cheek uh, had 58-56. Dave Moretti had it 59-55. And C. Weisfeld had it 59-55 for Luis Ortiz. And, I mean, that's just basically activity that's all that was you know it was basically activity uh from Luis Ortiz uh that you know he was more active with his you know power shots and you know throwing the throwing the jab but <laughs> I'm looking at the punch stats right and I find this interesting right so I said that Luis Ortiz was, you know, trying to be active with the jab and then throwing the left hand, right? But I also said Deontay Wilder was, you know, showing that he was out of range from Luis Ortiz's jab. According to punch stats, Luis Ortiz did not land a jab until the fifth round. That sounds about right. Sounds about right, yeah sounds about right with him being out of range. So, you know, with him, you know, trying to incorporate that whole thing about trying to get to Deontay Wilder. Like I said, with Wilder, knowing knowing his height, knowing his reach advantage, he could control the range and say, Okay, let's see what Luis Ortiz does with his with this punch, with his jab. If he can't if he can't get to me with that jab, then shoot, I know where my range is and I'm gonna just stay there. I'm gonna just stay there. And that's yeah. basically what he did. You know, that's basically what he did the whole fight. Um, have a uh, color on hold that's been on hold uh, for a long time. Uh, he also uh, was, you know, sleeping with a big smile on his face. He also, you know, has the Deontay Wilder bed set. Uh, so he was sleeping comfortably <laughs> last night. Um, I introduced to y'all the vice president. Of the Deontay Wilder fan club, Mr. Mike Gravy. What's going on, man? <laughs>
2: hey, how you know I got Deontay Wilder best, <laughs> No, seriously. Oh, how? man. Like, <laughs> All right. Matt, Matt said something very true. This was a very tactical fight by... The best heavyweight yes. currently fighting today, yes. Deontay Wilder. It was a very tactical fight. I could go off the dome. I'm gonna read.
0: <laughs> really? Really? I was waiting. I was waiting, I was waiting for. It. I was waiting for that statement to come out. From somebody. I
2: was waiting. I was waiting. I was was waiting. It? Which one?
0: <laughs> the best
2: heavyweight today. Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: come on man. I, I'm surprised surprised because Matt didn't say it yet. I, I I'm 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 surprised. I'm like, I don't know, man. I might I might have to, you know, hold another uh you know, election and 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 have um you take over the reigns of president of the DRT Wild Central Uh Are you finish when
2: you're done. Ahead, you finish or you're done.
0: Go ahead Go ahead uh, 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 Brian Williams Go ahead
2: <laughs> right, I'm going to read my uh, my description On Facebook So I ain't got to say So this is a great fight Between two champions Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz Luis Ortiz was winning the fights Hands down And Ortiz hurt Wilder twice in the fight and once in the last round, if I remember correctly. I mentioned all this to say that this wasn't an easy fight for Wilder. However, much credit has to be given to Deontay Wilder because he fought the most composed and disciplined fight of his career against arguably the most dangerous opponent that has the best ability to knock him out. He followed the same game plan that gave him success in the first fight And in large part, he didn't waver from the plan in this fight. So kudos to him for sticking to the game plan. The game plan, in my opinion, was to use the lead left hand by pawing and fencing with it to control Ortiz and limit his action by freezing and or blinding him from throwing punches. The reason why he wanted to do this was to, because Ortiz was way too responsive and he counted with, you know, strong punches, as we knew he would, and early on, early on in the fight, and not committing fully to punches until the coast was clear was Wilder's path of least resistance. Wilder literally used his left hand exclusively for the whole fight up until round seven uh when he threw so let me let me say it again, so he exclusively used his left hand for most of the fight, where he threw about two looping right hands. And then in the seventh round, he threw the straight right, the straight right. And that was the first time of him throwing the straight right. And before that, he only threw the looping right about two times or so. and the seventh round, after Ortiz started slowing down a bit, uh, Wilder started picking up, throwing f- more fuller jabs. And he stopped fencing as much with his left hand. And as Lu- Luis Ortiz circled off the ropes, he threw the left jab. And Ortiz tried to block the loop in right hand because he had seen that look so much throughout the fight. And Wilder, strategically speaking, threw the right hand. And from the angle that he was at, there was no way Ortiz was going to fire back at him. But the whole time, the reason why Ortiz blocked the way he did, putting his hand up to the side, was because Wilder threw the loop in the left hand about two or three times throughout, throughout that whole match the whole time. So Ortiz did not get the looks From the straight right He only got to look from the looping right And so He wasn't used to blocking And then he got an unexpected surprise When Wilder threw the straight right For the first time And so Wilder is a lot smarter Than people give him credit for Because this was the safest game plan He could have implemented While winning in the way that he always does Mark my words Jr. People will appreciate Wilder a lot more once his career is over. Unfortunately, only then will they understand how special he is with his faults and all. And he's gonna have an amazing story when they when they show this video to our children's children and they see a movie movies about his career. He's gonna have an amazing story. The video the video gonna be crazy. The movie gonna be crazy. <laughs> oh god <Yeah. laughs> Can I ask you a question? Oh god Can I ask you a question? Oh, god. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. I'm
1: Yo. done,
2: I'm
1: done. Mike. Yes. You wrote all this shit on Facebook?
2: You ain't my friend, you ain't see.
1: Jesus Christ. Yo <laughs> I feel- you ain't got to read this shit. Yo I felt like I was I felt
2: like I was listening to a, a presidential speech. What was that, man? <laughs> no. You must not see my boxing uh, analysis on Facebook. I do them every fight. I give I give semi thorough boxing analysis. That's why I come on here and I bring that heat when I talk about the fights.
1: Wow. Honestly that you you did bring the heat. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> brought the heat, man. That was so, wild. Wow. That was
0: hysteria, so man. Matt, um, Yo. I appreciate that. Oh, Matt, Matt. Matt, Matt um I'm, I'm sorry, but that comment that he made about children's children watching <laughs> the video. He might, he might, he might be getting at you for that president spot,
2: man. <laughs> for what? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> oh, God. He's
0: like, yo, I mean, I, w- I was okay. I was okay when you, when you were talking about people will not appreciate Deontay Wilder until he's, you know, gone and retired. That is, you know, kind of like, you know, the whole thing about uh, Floyd Mayweather or Latimer or Vitaly Klitschko. But that part about
2: children, children watching videos of Deontay Wilder. Tell me if, when they make a story, he's not going to have a great story. Like, oh, imagine, imagine, an Ali, imagine an Ali video a movie, but with Wilder. Imagine Wilder's story knocking out everybody that he done fought. Imagine Wilder's story, you know, playing basketball or, or football up until he nineteen years old and you know, like well was, here's here's the thing though.
0: They should have already they should have already made a, a, a story like that with Deontay Wilder. Actually no, I, they to, to be to be honest. They should have already so. made this. They should have. Because think about it, I mean you were just talking about it. He's coming from, you know, Alabama. He was, you know, coming out of high school. He would have, you know, been in college. He was trying to, you know, get in on a basketball scholarship. But, you know, that basically fell through. He had his, you know, first child or whatever it is. So, you know, he decided that he'll, you know, try boxing. Ended up, you know, being part of the Olympic team. Ended up finishing with the bronze medal. And, you know, eventually getting himself in position to fight for a world heavyweight championship and he was able to do so and you know since then he's had title defenses uh from 2015 up into this particular point in 2019 while you know taking care of um you know daughter there that's you know had that condition that she's had so i'm like where, where, where's that? Where's that? You know, special at. You know what I mean? They could have had it on Showtime. You know, they they may you know put it up on Fox. We we still you know we still have time to put it
2: up. You know what I mean? So I don't see why you know they don't have it. You know, I ain't talking but, about special. I'm talking about like a Ali movie, like a Tyson movie. You know, like like one of those type movies.
0: I don't think that you're going to have a Will Smith type of person uh, playing the role of a Deontay Wilder. Uh, Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder. Uh, Chadwick Boseman. No, Chadwick Boseman. He's going to be fighting Deontay Wilder in a movie. That's what's going to end up happening. It's just what what was it? What was he supposed to be? Uh, Wilder was supposed to be like the son of Clever Lang or something like that. Yeah.
2: How tall is that? Hey,
0: woman! Hey, woman! <laughs> Yo, I'm I bet too- you like a real man, don't you? <laughs> I bet you. I, think, I bet um, you keep it at home every night, thinking of a real man. Tell you what. Why don't you come over to my wild room? I think Wilder might be the goat, J.R. I'll show you a real I, I man. I really think Wilder oh, might be the goat, you,
1: you think he <laughs> what? I think Wilder might be the goat. <laughs> you got to understand something, J.R. This man is doing things that have never been done in the history of the sport. Okay? He's making
2: <laughs> grown
1: men what? look like little boys. Okay. What? This guy. <laughs> what? It, it, he's better. All right. He, listen, he's already passed. Um. Uh. Klitschko. The Klitschko's are done. Okay. The Klitschko. As soon as he stepped up, as soon as Klitschko stepped up in competition, he he got beat. Okay. Klitschko's are done. All right. Uh, the Vitali. He. He he couldn't beat a washed-up Lennox Lewis, okay?
2: Klitschko's a gun. They're <laughs> on
0: the competition. What? Okay, no, that's, let, that's let, a fact. Look, they are. No, we, we, know, we know that something was uh, in uh, Lennox
2: Lewis' gloves to have.
0: Every <laughs> time Klitschko had himself bust open after one punch. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, his face explodes after one punch. Come on, man. <laughs> so are you saying that Lennox cheated? <laughs> are
1: you saying Lennox Lewis cheated? Uh to yeah,
2: quote oh, someone Are you saying to Lennox someone, Lewis cheated?
0: to quote someone
2: that is
0: on this show often? I don't want I don't like to talk about the past. So oh um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: So let's get back to this. Let's
0: get back to this fight, man. I mean, I got a question. No, fuck
1: the I fight. Where <laughs> do you rank Beyonce Wilder all time on the heavyweight list, man? Where's he all time? Uh. Ten title defenses. Ten title defenses. Uh Vladimir uh, uh, Klitschko, Muhammad Ali, and and, and, uh, and ten.
0: Title defenses. Uh, man, hold on, hold on a second, because oh man, I gotta go through, I gotta go through this because my thing is I don't I don't put him I don't put him in the echelon of the fighters, the heavyweight fighters that were there in the 90s, the Riddick Bowes, the Lennox Lewis, the Evander Holyfields, the George Foreman, the Michael Morris. How can I even try to put him... I'm I'm saying in the 90s. I'm not saying that he's... I'm not saying he's below Michael Morris. I'm bringing up the fighters in the 90s. That's what I'm doing. Okay. Okay? So... That's one thing that I'm saying, so I can't put him. I can't put. I cannot put. I cannot put Deontay Wilder in any consideration of him being in the top ten of heavyweights all time, when I could pretty much bring up at least four fighters within the '90s that I would place above Deontay Wilder right now. Is Michael Moore one Can't of them? Can't do it. I'm no. Serious.
1: Is Michael Moore one of those? No. Because I, I need somebody to, to unsubscribe
2: it. from <laughs> the podcast. Four. <laughs> no. Eight. Four
0: fighters. No. Four fighters in Eight the 90s. Riddick Bowe, Lennox Lewis, Evander Holyfield, George Foreman. That's four. And I ain't bring up Tyson. And if, uh, you, honestly, and if you really think about it, if you, you really think about Tyson. it, if I'm talking about you the 90s, like Tyson, him. Tyson in the 90s, maybe not. Because if you think about his run in the 90s, and it's kind of similar to Deontay Wilder right now. And no, on I'm top not, of that, no, actually, 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 you know Walter, what? Actually, it's, it's not. Double, yeah, actually, it's not. It's, actually, it's, actually you're right. It's, it's, double it's double. not. Sure. It's not. Because, because... Even in the 90s, when Tyson came back and had his run, he only had, what, two title defenses, if that, in the
1: 90s? Yeah, I think Wilder passed up Tyson already. uh, uh,
0: (laughs) They might be even. Right now, they might be even. But the
2: thing about, about
0: it is, Wilder there are too many people. Rocky there are too Marciano. many people that put Tyson way that put Tyson higher than he should be. What about Rocky Marciano? Rocky Marciano. They might be similar. Okay. They might be similar. They right, might be similar. Uh, because, is, because the thing with the thing with Marciano is. He's definitely top, top 20, 20 all the time. Yes, he has consideration of being top 20 all time. Yes. Oh, I think mean, he's wow.
2: definitely top 15, upper, upper, <laughs> upper, like, 15.
0: Mm. Let's see. He would think the man.
2: 10 to 15
0: range. Okay. 10 to 15 range, yeah. Okay. Let's see. Um let's go damn, through it. Damn I was gonna put up Ali is number the... one,
1: right? If... Ali is number one. Yeah. Number two, who you got? I got Joe Lewis. Yeah. Okay. We'll say I know you're gonna hate this. Lennox Lewis is probably third.
0: and uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna put him up there. <laughs>
1: But we can say Lennox Lewis is definitely top ten, right?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. George Foreman definitely top ten. Yes. What about Joe Frazier? I think Wild is better than Frazier.
2: Hmm. Some people
0: have Frazier in their top ten.
2: I mean. So what are we? What are we judging? Are we judging off of skill? What are we judging off? Would you say better? Like,
0: what? What are we? We're judging off the, of. We're history. judging off of his overall ability, and the people that he's fought and defeated.
2: Because think that's the, why. What's that's what's why I done. say.
0: That's why. That's why I put. Wilder in there under consideration, similar to Mike Tyson and. Similar to the Clisco's. and actually, if you think about it, Wilder and Clisco, you could go with it bitterly. They're pretty much in the same. They're pretty much in the same. Like they pretty much had the same run, both of them, with the WBC title. They had the same run, pretty much the same resume. Yeah,
1: except Wilder so what, didn't get stopped.
2: The yeah, what's the best guy, Klitsch Kofal?
0: Lennox
2: Lewis, and he got stopped. During his, he
0: wasn't the champ, that, though. And I talk, are you talking about And the, you know, I'm not going to talk about the past. So, again, I'm talking about with Wilder's run as heavyweight champion. Because if you're going to take Wilder's full career – into account. Come on, man. Who Are you is, talking about Vitaly or about? Vladimir? Vitaly. I'm talking about Vitaly. Big brother Klitschko. Gotcha. Okay, so let, let's let's run through let's run through ten fighters, ten fighters in in the heavyweight division. All five again. Okay. I'm in any order. Muhammad Ali. Yes. <clears throat> Joe Lewis. Yeah. Jack Johnson.
1: Uh I say yeah.
0: Rocky Marciano. No. Okay. Larry Holmes. Mm, no. Ooh. Interesting.
2: But yeah, definitely think,
0: Larry Holmes. I think but but think but but I I I, I kind of see where you're getting at with that one though. He's kind of recent, so I kind of I I, I kind of see what what you're talking about. Um, Jack Dempsey.
1: Oh, listen, anybody from the put up your Dukes era, don't even mention them, please, <laughs> please. Don't, hey, don't, but please.
0: Jack Johnson though.
1: Listen, that, he didn't fight like that. Anybody that fights like the like the Notre Dame fighting Irish leprechaun. Don't 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 mention that. Okay, please don't mention them. Don't mention them, please. I ain't trying to hear that. I ain't trying to hear that. Listen, shout out to the pioneers, but I ain't trying to hear
0: that. Okay, so oh, no. so 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 then you got to take out Jack Johnson then,
1: <laughs> but he ain't
0: fight like that.
1: He changed the game. He didn't
0: fight like that. All right. All right, um, we we brought up Joe Frazier. I'm telling you, they put Joe Frazier in the top ten. Um, I think Wilder but, got a beat. Okay. Um,
1: Lennox Lewis. Wilder never got stopped. Lewis got sparked out twice, man.
0: Lennox Lewis, man.
1: So you're no, going I, to put... All right. I'm gonna say this. Right now, I have Lewis ahead of Wilder, but if Wilder unifies a title before he retires, I'll have him ahead of Lewis.
0: Okay. Unify them become <clears throat>
2: undisputed. Huh? You saying become undisputed or just unif—just get another title? Just
1: just unify. I don't think anyone's gonna be undisputed. Because I think the titles are about to get broken up even more, uh, early next year. So just before unify. next year.
2: Yeah, they're gonna
0: be broken up before next year. <clears throat> Why do you say that? Because the winner of the winner of the rematch between Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz will get stripped of the IBF championship within two weeks after the event happens. You think so? It's happened before. 2015. 2015. Tyson Fury beat Latimer Klitschko in November. Yeah, but it he took didn't commit to 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 in, because he didn't commit to fighting the IBM guy. But let's let's play
1: Devil's Advocate. The only reason why we think that the titles are gonna be fractured is because we anticipate um Andrew Ruiz fighting the WBO mandatory instead of the IBS, correct? No. So why do you anticipate it when he could just make the IBS mandatory?
0: No, because, number one, Andy Ruiz is not running the rematch. Don't try to get me into that oh, trap. Oh, come on. Stop it. Stop <laughs> Don't it. Stop stop try it. to get me into that it. trap. You you, you stop already know that you're going to owe me a steak come December 14th. It's on and popping. I'm ready. I am yeah, ready. I, I, I... Look, I already made my trip to Walmart
1: ready.
0: Don't worry about it, man. I got you. <laughs> oh, come on, man. You, you can't be getting a beef steak. You know what I'm saying? Get and a, put no seasoning on it. Cheese, with the cheese, with the <laughs> and, and 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 put it in one of them black, you know, them black pans, them old black pans <laughs> that have the circles around it,
1: <laughs> and then that are all rusted
0: out. On, grandma
1: pen. the
0: grandma roaster
2: pans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grandma roaster pans.
0: We ain't gonna have that, man. Come on, man. Uh, but Joe, but um, but uh, so you're putting Wilder in? You're putting Wilder above Vitali Klitschko. Yeah, on the um, level of Lewis. Okay. Um, He's just below Lewis right now. I have him on the level. No, I don't have him on the level of Klitschko yet. Uh, Why? Who did
1: Klitschko beat? You talk about Wilder's resume. Who
0: the fuck did Klitschko be? It's okay. So let's go through Klitschko's run, right? Yeah. While while holding while holding the while holding the championship, he beat Corey Sanders. Okay, Danny Williams. No, Sam, Samuel Peter only had one loss. Juan Carlos Gomez, Chris Ariola. He made he made Chris Ariola cry. He That's made Chris Ariola cry. That's a good win. That's a good win. Kevin Johnson, he handed his first loss, but he didn't knock him oh out. Oh my God. Kevin Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Albert Sosnowski is pretty much like, you know, Johan Duopa, whatever it is. Ooh. Mr. Let's Go Champ, Shannon the Cannon Briggs. Okay. Old Lanier Solis Okay Oh
1: I, yo, and, I used to love that guy I used to love that guy I Okay
0: um, The spa. next one and But the next three The next three go into the, the Go into the Gerald Washington's And the and the, uh, Archer Spilkers of the world And Probably according to you Probably below Archer Spilker, And I'm going to bring up this name here Thomas Adamek
1: I like Adam X, but he, he's a cruiserweight.
0: Yeah, he but he's a not a
2: heavyweight.
0: He was just yeah, a cruiserweight.
2: He's a, yeah, he was not a
0: heavyweight, okay? Not a real heavyweight that that kind of filled himself out to the heavyweight division at this yeah, particular I point. Yeah, he ate he, he, he his weight to the heavyweight division. Yeah, he aged up to that. So he pretty much grandfathered up uh, to to the heavyweight division. Okay. Yeah. And then Derek Tejora And um Mahmood Right. Wait, Mahmood Yeah, Mahmood Char Yeah, that's right. I got it right. Mahmood Right. Yeah. Know what I'm saying. yeah, Don't call him manual. That is his slave name. Yeah. His name is Mahmood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His name is Mahmood You know what I mean? <laughs> um. So that is Vitaly Klitschko's run. Um, I don't know for some reason why BoxRec rated the fight between Vitaly Klitschko and Thomas Adamek as a five-star level fight. Um, because Adamek has it, the
1: cruiserweight resume. He's 44-1, yeah, 40, yeah.
0: That's yeah, pretty much BoxRec it. but
1: doesn't care about division when uh, Wilder had a call.
2: Yeah, his resume don't sound that impressive compared to Wilder. Like, um, hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: That these dudes that that Batali fought Lewis Ortiz wasn't the beat they had.
2: That's what I'm saying. We don't know. Vitaly, we don't his we don't resume know. don't sound impressive compared to Wilder. But I I wasn't as as big to know, you know, the level of all of those fighters. So, oh, here we go.
0: Um, all right, so, damn, hold on, got we have? I got, a question.
2: Whoa, I got whoa, a question. Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa! Hey, uh, Matt, Matt, you you got you got yeah. um, um, we we talked about box Trek earlier, right? Yeah. And you saw the things for um, Pound for Pound, right? Yes, I did. I did. Okay. I did. Okay. Right? Okay. I still now, got it open. Oh, you have it open. Okay, great. Okay, great. Now, if you can do this for me, change the ratings there. You have the thing for World, right, for World. Change it yeah. from Pound to Pound to Heavyweight. Okay. Okay. And it'll be male in either stance, right? And change it from active to active and inactive. Okay. And then click go. (laughs) I hope you're ready for this. So we were talking about this thing about top ten. Okay.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> let's, let's do it.
2: Let's do it. Wait. Let's go so it, it the nowhere to be found. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Now, we, we got to go through this real quick. We got to go through this quick. Because you said Wilders wow, nowhere to be
2: found, right? Nowhere okay. to be found. But look at some All right, of these names. Now,
0: now, Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on.
2: Let, let me go through the list. Again, okay. Okay. Wilder
0: is nowhere to be found, folks. All right, here we go. We're going to go from one all the way down. Okay, number but one, you trust in Muhammad Ali. No, that's what you're saying. And we're talking about BoxRec, but with me me and Matt had this previous conversation. They had Deontay Wilder listed or entered in for the pound-for-pound rankings on BoxRec for current Top 10. fighters. He was number 10. Pretty much around the top ten. Okay. Now, for all time in heavyweight, they have this as their list. Ali, number one. Lewis, number two. Joe Lewis, number two. Evander Holyfield, number three. Floyd Patterson, number four. Rocky wow. Marciano, number five. Larry Holmes, six. Jack Johnson, seven. Gene Tunney, followed by Latimer Clisco, Joe Frazier. That's your top ten, okay? Now we're going through the next, going through the next thing. Sam Langford, you know, in that bare knuckle era that Matt talked about, that yeah. he doesn't count, okay? Max <laughs> <laughs> Max Smelling, Max Smelling, Harry him Wills, Harry Wills, Ezra Charles, who. Actually is, I feel, is underrated. I I, I kind of like revisited his career. He's underrated. That's Charles is underrated. Mike Tyson at number 15. Lennox Lewis at number 16. Jack wow. Dempsey. Jack <laughs> That's Dempsey. Funny. Jack, I, I'm not done. Jack Dempsey, okay, at 17. Sonny Liston at 18. Please get George the 20. George foreman. Please get me. the 20. <laughs> Put, tell,
1: tell Mike who number 20 is. Tell Mike who number 20 is. Please You're tell Mike who number 20
0: is. Mike Grady. Mike Grady, Mike Grady. Mike, Grady, Mike yes. Grady. Yes. They have at number 20 in the heavyweight rankings for active and inactive fighters. All time. All time. All time. Alexander Usyk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, when you know talent, you know talent. Hey, no, no, no. Hey, look, let me tell you something, man. And I ain't A- no A- Chaz Witherspoon. I
0: did not know Chaz Witherspoon had that much clout
2: in the heavyweight
0: division. I don't even know why
2: you don't believe this bullshit?
0: They <laughs> do like, like bruh, He ain't even in the top twenty-five. David Hayes in the top twenty-five. Dog, wait a minute. Hold. Whoa, 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 Matt, 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 Matt. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You you
2: scroll down, what Matt. Is Matt.
0: Dog. I don't see him in the top fifty. What
2: number
0: is in the top fifty? <laughs> Not in the top. Oh 11. man, he's not in the top fifty. No man, oh, wow. some. Don't, whoa, 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 whoa! Okay, 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 okay. All right. Deontay Wilder is rated number sixty-five. Okay.
2: Tell me who. Tell me the. Tell me the the top the top fifteen people above him to number fifty. Yo. All right, so I, I,
0: I, let's get the thing for the fifty. John All right, Ruiz. so let's
2: go. Let's let's
0: go John through Ruiz. it. Let's go through it, folks. No, 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 no. I'm I'm t- I'm going from fifty-one over to sixty-five. All right, here we go. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Nikolai Valuev. You know the oh. big, you uh, 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 stone-faced the guy. The heavy yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Charlie Weiner, of course, the beer-knuckle boxing era. Henry Cooper. Adolfo Washington. Now, Adolfo Washington. Who the fuck is that? Not not, not Jill Washington. Not Jill Washington, but Adolfo Washington. (laughs) And apparently he just
1: retired. In 2016. In 2016.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Primo Carnera. Okay. Alexander Poveckin. Here's another good one for you. Here, Here's another good one for you. Marco Huck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Even Poveckin uh, is like, seriously? <laughs> uh, but come on, man. Like, who, like,
0: Adolfo, who's heard of Adolfo Washington, man? Okay, all right, so let's go through. All right, Al Kaufman, uh, not Travis Kaufman, but Al Kaufman. Um, Elmer Ray, uh, not Ray Mysterio, or Elmer, Elmer Fudd, Fudd but Elmer Ray.
2: Yeah, exactly, okay. I
0: mean, Elmer Fudd, right? Uh, Jerry Cozy from South Africa. Who? Yeah, from South Africa I don't know, man Um, Bob Pastor Not Bob Foster, but Bob Pastor Okay Um, Walter Nusel From Germany Chris Bird Look at number 63
1: Chris Bird Chris Bird better than Beyonce Wilder Imagine that (laughs)
0: How much
2: smaller?
1: No,
0: Chris I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Anymore. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not ever in any in any generation in any period putting Chris Bird over Deontay Wilder. I'm not doing that. Look at number sixty-four. Never. Daryl.
1: Look at number sixty-four.
0: Oh, man. Uh, One win. One win. One win. One win. One win. One win. <laughs>
2: <laughs> one one Buster <laughs> Douglas.
0: Buster Douglas is 64, and at 65 is Deontay LaShun Wilder. <laughs> but he's supposed to be top 10 pound for pound, right? Right now, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like guess not if we don't break, <laughs> Like break Bruno is two spots below him, and <laughs>
2: so <laughs>
0: Jimmy Young and Oliver McCall and Ashley Rockminer. Dog, wait. I'm sorry, folks, but I, I I gotta go through this thing here with Adolfo Washington, man. Like, like, hold on, man. Like, who who did he beat? He beat Aaron Barkley, okay. Virgil Hill. No, he lost to Virgil Hill. (laughs) Wait, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Stop, 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 stop. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a whole minute. So you mean to tell me that this guy, Adolfo Washington, is rated above Deontay Wilder, but from 1990, no, actually 1989, Up until 1993, he was at light heavyweight. Then he was at cruiserweight. And then he went up to heavyweight at the tail end of his career. Actually, he only had about three fights at heavyweight, or maybe four. That's it. Ridiculous. And he did and and uh, he never won a major championship in any divisions. Not at cruiserweight, I need you not to at say light
2: heavyweight. I, I need you no, to know this cruiserweight.
0: He won the cruiserweight. Do you, you believe these rankings or not? He won the, I, wait, he did win the IBF cruiserweight title.
2: he did. And 96. he only defended it once. And he lost it in
0: '97. He lost it in '97. Goodness, man. James, that is.
2: I need you to know know you know for Washington. on, on camera, on me, on um, on air. Do you believe on these air. rankings or not? <laughs> <laughs> Do you
0: these, these <laughs> rankings are not? No, no, I I've never. Matt will tell you, I do not believe in box rec rankings. I don't. What did I just tell you about Chris Bird? You never put him
2: in front of Deontay Wilder in any era. Never. Oh, that's the only reason why, huh? No. But. You
0: you see all of these guys in this list for heavyweights, and they put Deontay Wilder at sixty five. Like who 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 are these guys, man? Like I'm not even talking about the bare knuckle era pre nineteen thirty. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about guys like, uh, you know, like uh, uh Jimmy Ellis. They have Jimmy Ellis above them. They have Michael Dokes above them, Okay, they have Mike Weaver above them. They have Kid Norton above him. Would you put Kid Norton above Deontay Wilder? Or Kid Norton would beat Ali. Kid Norton, the Kid Norton that beat Muhammad Ali. Mm, You're kind of thinking a little bit hard there, man. Ken Norton, are you
2: you putting Ken Norton above Deontay Wilder? I was trying to remember all the fights I watched for Ken Norton to answer that question.
0: Okay. So, the Ken Norton. Imagine Wilder
1: versus slow-ass Nikolai Valuev.
0: Valo ever gets stopped. But we're talking about Ken Norton that defeated the likes of a Jerry Quarry alongside Muhammad Ali, but he lost to Ali twice. He lost to George Foreman. That was Or
2: The
0: first loss, that first loss,
1: That split decision? He lost to Jerry Cooney.
0: Yes, he did. He lost to Ernie Shavers. He lost to Larry Holmes. He lost to Larry Holmes. He lost to Jose Luis Garcia. Yeah. And he got got knocked out by Jose Luis Garcia. That's what we're talking about right now as being rated ahead of Deontay Wilder no nope. then
2: nah, nah.
0: alright so that pretty much goes into the whole thing about Deontay Wilder and his current place in heavyweight history um, I got
2: a question I got a question alright let's y'all do this before I continue on the post fight Do y'all agree or disagree that Deontay Wilder fought his most disciplined fight to date?
1: I think the Brazil fight was more disciplined.
2: It was over too fast to know how disciplined he was going to fight. That's why it was over so fast.
1: Because he was very disciplined.
0: Um, How about the first? Stavern fight.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: That's the one.
1: That's the one.
2: Well, which win mattered more though? The first which... fight. <laughs> okay, I mean, he, he got he the won championship. He got the belt, but the opposition <clears throat> that Stavern offered versus what Luis Ortiz offered. He needed the belt, of course, but it wasn't better than him beating Luis Ortiz. Okay, he wasn't winning rounds, but he stayed within himself. He did what he needed to do to beat Luis Ortiz. It wasn't much he had to do to beat um, Stivert in either fight. Uh, It wasn't much. It what?
1: The first fight was a toss-up going into it.
2: Nah, not for me it wasn't. Because he won every I damn try. round. How was it a toss-up?
1: Going into it. He's people were surprised that he was able to stay so disciplined and box, jab, 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 move. People were surprised at that.
2: I'm saying what we know about Stavern, that win ain't as impressive as what we know about Luis Ortiz as a fighter. I did. That's just my I, I
0: put, I put, yeah, I put this the first Stavern fight over this fight. I do. I do because <clears throat> he 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 completely fought. He complete like, that particular fight with Vermont Stavern was pretty much what gave, you know, uh, some people, you know, hope as far as, like, what he could basically do overall as a boxer, you know, as a boxer puncher, you know, to have the combination of both, that he could, you know, stay on the back foot box, stay on the back foot box, and and, and basically keep... You know, Saverne at bay. Saverne really didn't have any answer for Deontay Wilder in that particular fight.
2: Because Saverne ain't a good fighter. (laughs) That's why.
0: Oh, man. The same way Joseph Parker
2: is not that good.
0: Uh, so, so you mean the same Joseph Parker that you feel that Joe Joyce would beat right
2: now? You damn right. I think Joe Joyce would possibly beat. Um, I think Slumpfish might beat Joseph Parker.
0: <clears throat> okay,
2: all right. Um, so, uh, post fight, it we're might be talk a talk about up. the
0: thing with um, with Deontay Wilder and him fighting Tyson Fury um, on February. Uh, probably uh, scheduled for February 22nd. Um, but Luis Ortiz, um, does I I I said I said going into this fight that it would have been a quick you know it would have been a quick night for Deontay Wilder, and that he would have knocked out Luis Ortiz in the first round, and it would be Luis Ortiz's last fight. Um, after this particular fight. You know, Luis Ortiz is like, I don't know, I have to speak with my manager, Jay Jimenez and, and this like that, King Kong whatnot. But what what like what really is next for Luis Ortiz? I mean, can he um eventually get himself in a position to challenge for a world title once again? And how long does it take to do so? If so.
1: Um, I want to see Luis Ortiz fight one of these so-called top ten heavyweights. I think guys like you, JR, Boston fans, Boston media, need to stop pushing this Luis Ortiz is a lot older than he says he is narrative because all you guys are doing are giving these promoters excuses to not put their guys in there with Luis Ortiz. We need to see Ortiz versus Jillian White. We need to see Ortiz versus Joseph Parker. We need to see Ortiz versus Konaki. All these guys who people claim are in or around the top ten, we need to see Luis Ortiz fight these guys so that finally – Mm-hmm. James J.R. Bell, the hater, could stop calling Luis Ortiz a myth. Because that's what you're a doing. Myth. If he doesn't a fight myth. one of these guys, you're going to go to your grave saying he was a myth. When after he fights them and beats them, maybe you'll have a bit
0: more respect for Deontay Wilder. A myth. He could have fought Dylan White. Didn't happen. So that, that shit is basically said. Stop, no, stop it. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Excuse no, he me. didn't. Excuse me. No he, did not. no, he did not. No, he did not. No, he did not. No, he did not. I'm, I'm going to defend that. I will defend that to the end. Stop it, Matt. No. Oh, I'm, not I'm, not I'm, not. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not. That is I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not. Not. I'm not going to do that. Not when the WBC ordered a second mandatory immediately after Luis Ortiz lost to Deontay Wilder in 2018. Not when they tried to set it up for December 22nd, 2018, and Luis Ortiz said, oh, no, I'm going to fight on December 1st. Don't tell me that, no, he, that is oh, not he's ready to, hot. no, no, oh, no, no, Yo, don't tell JR, me that he said that he was ready to step is up crap. and fight JR, Dylan that is White, and then he that said, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. He, you know, Deontay Wilder, I mean, Dylan White is going to face Derek Chisora, oh, uh, this and that. No, not I'm, not that. I'm not going to do the that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going look, I go, Matt, I, go oh, I go by patterns. Matt, I go by patterns. I go by patterns, Matt. And the pattern is that Luis Ortiz eventually finds a way to get himself out of these out of these supposed challenges that are posed that opposed to pose to him. And one way or another he wiggles his way out of it. Especially in the tail end of his career right now. Ever since he signed with Al Heyman. Because he was in position to fight for a world title multiple times and he messed it up each time and there's concrete evidence of this in December
1: of no November of 2018 Gillian White challenged Luis Ortiz to a bout in the same time Luis Ortiz accepted his challenge and then in December Dillian White decided to fight Derek Chisora instead because they claimed it was a big domestic fight that was more sellable in the UK. No, you want to talk about patterns? Let's talk about. Let's talk. Okay, let's talk about patterns. You want to
0: talk about patterns? Let's talk about patterns. Let's talk about patterns with Luis Ortiz. Let's do it. Let's talk about patterns with Luis Ortiz.
1: Okay. No, nah, I'm, I'm not here to talk about the past. In, in, no, forget it.
0: Okay, so past, so, but, but yeah. you want to bring up the past in
1: reference to that. Because we know Dillian White did not no. want to fight Luis Ortiz.
0: No, that is false. Not when he's called him out since 2016. Concrete evidence of this, man. You know that. No.
1: the WBC. Concrete evidence. No, 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 no. Let's not forget the WBC, what Suleiman said. He said that White filed an appeal with WBC to strip Dominic Brazil of the mandatory status and to make him the mandatory. The WBC came out and said that White had been presented with many offers to secure the mandatory position. They also asked him to fight Luis Ortiz in December while they review his case.
2: He refused no, to. He was not going to take that. He was not going this to was October. What happened? This no, 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 no. was October. Here, here, oh, you're still trying to defend it. Let's go through that year. What happened in that year?
0: Deontay Wilder defeated Luis Ortiz, March 3rd, 2018. Weeks later, right okay. they ordered a second mandatory fight between Dylan White and Luis yes, Ortiz. Yes, in
1: April. Not, in the, April primary,
0: not the, the primary. Not the primary mandatory. Excuse me. Not, the WBC, not the primary mandatory was it for the primary mandatory the wb yes, they right. already had a mandatory they didn't they already had one that. they didn't formally announce it then they couldn't have Yo, why would you have a second have, okay, mandatory okay
1: this this is this is this is where we, we, Why we, would you we have a second way. mandatory belt? What
0: what did Dylan White what did Dylan White specifically want, and then eventually the WBC tried to make with Dylan White in 2019?
1: Dylan White became what the second was, mandatory. What was Dylan
0: White's end game? What was Dylan White's end game?
1: To become the mandatory. Okay, right?
0: so. So with him, with his first order, you, with the first order that they made in 2018 between Dylan White and Luis Ortiz, was that why did White mandatory decline? Position? Why did White decline? Because he did not want to be the second mandatory. He wanted to be the but primary he was mandatory.
1: already the second mandatory. Despite what you say, no, he was already the second mandatory.
0: No. No. So no. I, all right. JR, he was, was the champion.
1: How was it I knew that, that Dominic Brazil was the mandatory, but nobody else knew, apparently?
0: No. No. Oh, come on. This is crap. No. No. I'm telling you this right now. What was Dylan White's game?
1: Yo, not to be game. second
2: mandatory. Not to be second right, mandatory. So he, he went through that entire mandatory. year trying to he put a fight mandatory. together
0: to have the mandatory spot on the line. The WBC said, "You know what? No, we're not going to have you in a fight for the mandatory position in 2018. The in, 2018. in 2018. In 2018, already have a mandatory."
1: The WBC in already had a mandatory.
0: In 2018. What the WBC happened in 2019? Already had a mandatory. What happened at the beginning of 2019? What did the WBC order?
1: What are we talking about here? Because what did the
0: D- WBC, how what did from the WBC April, order how at the from beginning April, of 2019? In the beginning of
1: 2019. The WBC basically made their ruling on White.
0: What did they order as far as fights are concerned?
1: Enlighten me, please. When
0: you had the first fight between Wilder and Fury, they felt that the demand was high enough for them to order the rematch Between those two guys. And then, as a follow-up, for the interim WBC championship, they ordered Dylan White and Dominic Brazil. That is what Dylan White said that he would accept because he knew that if he goes up against Dominic Brazil and wins, he would be the mandatory. The primary mandatory, not the second mandatory. He never wanted to fight for the second mandatory.
1: He never Yo, did. He he was already not the mandatory. Dominic Brazil was gonna put his mandatory spot on the line.
0: And Dylan White wanted that. He was he had no issues with that because they were unclear in reference to the whole mandatory position back from twenty seventeen. So if they had ordered that from the get-go, Dylan White wouldn't have that whole issue.
1: He should have put But Luis they presented the it.
0: No, Ortiz didn't want it. Ortiz has been Jillian known White is the
1: one that declined do, it, but Ortiz didn't want it. Like, what are we doing here, JR? Dylan White is the one that declined it.
0: For it being a second mandatory.
1: He, he wanted that thing to fight. be
0: primary mandatory.
1: He declined the fight, though.
0: You mean like how? You mean like how Luis Ortiz declined to fight Alexander Ustinov twice? That Luis Ortiz?
1: Yo, let's talk about, about White. Are we talking about that Luis Ortiz? Let's Are talk we about Dillian White and Luis Ortiz.
0: Are we talking about that Luis Ortiz?
1: Are we talking about Dillian White because we know? Dillian White declined to fight Luis Ortiz on two separate occasions.
0: Wrong again. Oh, my Wrong God. Wrong again, they are Wrong they are. Again.
1: You're, not entitled to, you're not entitled to your own set of facts, JR. Come on, man.
0: Facts are facts. They don't have to be own set. No set. There's no such thing as own set of facts. There is no such thing as that. Well, you're using alternative facts, apparently. That's not alternative facts. What was ordered, I'm telling you that it was ordered by the WBC for a second mandatory fight between Dylan White and Luis Ortiz. When Dylan White, ever since he won the silver championship in 2017, he wanted to be the mandatory contender for the WBC championship. Not the number one contender, the mandatory contender.
1: And I want Oprah to be my sugar mama, but it ain't happening, okay? He was not the mandatory. That's it. Dominic Brazil was the mandatory. The WBC
2: wants you an
1: opportunity to fight Luis Ortiz to get that spot. You chose to decline
0: the
2: No you said
0: you just said that spot. That was not for that spot. That was for a second mandatory.
1: Oh my god, it's a mandatory position, JR. No it's Oh my goodness. So what is Dillian White right now? Uh, Tell me. What is Dillian White right now, JR?
0: the mandatory? Nope. Nope. No, because they robbed them yet again. Again, they robbed them. That oh, oh, is why. Oh, the
1: W. The WBC planted drugs in the system, right? Okay. No.
0: Yeah. No, no. The yeah. WBC yeah. goes by Vada, right? The WBC goes by Vada, right? Did Vada catch him? Vada tested him, right? Yes. Did Vada catch him with any illegal substance? Yes
2: or no. no. That's simple. Yes or no. <laughs> no. Simple. No, yes or no. Come on. Come
0: on.
1: Come on. You know the answer. Catches. Okay, cancer, thank but
0: they you. Jr. Thank
1: you. You know the irony, the irony of what you're saying. If Vada would have caught him, then he probably would have had his case adjudicated by now, because the WBC is soft on drug users. So he should have got caught by Vada. They probably would have gave him like a little quick, like little six
0: month slap on the wrist, or they would have told nah. him we believe you.
1: It was a tainted supplement.
0: Like they do with nah, everybody. no, nah, they they won't. Nah, they won't give him the Canelo treatment. Nope, they won't give him the Canelo treatment. Sorry, they Look won't do they that for him. Look what they for Abney Gilderum.
1: <laughs> Come on, the WBC knows here's fuck the off about drugs. I don't know shit. <laughs>
0: uh, I don't think so. Nah, I don't, I, I don't think so, man. No, nah, because nah. the thing about it is, how, how, how's, how's Alexander Povecki doing in reference to the WBC?
1: That was before the whole clean boxing program. Like, that's before they put all this stuff in place. You got <laughs> to think about the WBC from the time that they put in the clean boxing program and how they've been doing their results management. They've been very soft on everybody since then. To me, it seems like the so WPC just point? wants to know.
0: So what's the point of the clean boxing program, man?
1: That's a different discussion for a different day, JR.
0: Um, well, if that's a different discussion for a different day, then we'll have to get Thomas House on the line uh, to or Victor Connie Yo, or something Lippin, like that on Just the so line. you know, Thomas House
1: uh, <laughs> Thomas Hauser is a fraud, also. Just so you know, but I'm not <laughs> going to get into that either. He's a fraud, also.
0: Oh man, let let's get into let's go let's get into this this other stuff, man. Uh, with with Saturday's action, man. Um, there were other that, fights on Saturday. Yeah, there were other fights on Saturday. Oh. I'm sorry that you oh. know you had you know the you were in Dreamland. Thinking about Deontay Wilder <laughs> the whole night, you know. I mean, you 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 commemorated a whole day for him and all of that. But yes, there were other fights, and you did bring up, you know, one of the, uh, you know, co-feature bouts that were there, where Brandon Figueroa and Julio Cesar threw about two thousand four hundred punches. Ooh. Um, oh, yeah, but I mean. The fight, I mean, the belt wasn't on the line for him. He came in overweight, you know. Um, but Brandon Figueroa went ahead and gone ahead with the fight, unlike, uh, uh, who was it, Rodriguez? Um, oh, yeah, Emmanuel Rodriguez, yeah. <laughs> Emmanuel Rodriguez. Yeah, unlike Emmanuel Rodriguez, that says, man, I'm not going up against this cheater. <laughs> <laughs> man, but yeah, Figueroa and Julio Say man. They threw a bunch of punches. Uh split uh split draw um, between those two guys. Uh was a you know, a good little scrap man, full booth type of fight. You know, like you know, we were saying with uh, you know, Kalnaki and Ariola. We pretty much got yep. the same type of fight uh here between these two guys. Uh, think about 340 to 360 punches landed for, you know, um, Figueroa or whatever it is. No, no, Figuero- um, Figueroa or something like that. 400 punches. Or 400 sub-punches. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and throwing about, you know, what was it, 1,200 to
1: 1,300 yep, overall they, or something like that?
0: they were letting like it fly. They were letting so, it fly. So, yeah, that was a you know good little full boot type of fight uh, between those two guys. Um, you know what I mean? So uh, Figueroa, you know, they're at uh, super bantamweight. So shoot, wait a minute. So that means that that super bantamweight title, damn, I don't think it's yeah, I don't think nobody has it, man. I think it's still vacant. Uh oh. No, no, Figueroa
1: <laughs> the champion.
0: Oh, Figueroa was was champ, they uh, elevated him.
1: He he came in as champion.
0: Oh he's a regular champ. I don't know if yeah, it's interesting yeah, but I know um
1: the graphics showed a C next to his name.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, he's a regular champ. Daniel Ramon is a super champ. Um, so yeah, he, he was coming in there as a the champ then. But yeah, it was a good little scrap between those two guys. Um and it ended up being a draw, man. Hopefully they'll they'll get in the ring once again, man. That was a you know good little action fight. Um, we know about Leo Santa Cruz. He's gonna be food for Take Davis in twenty twenty. Um, oh
1: yeah.
0: Uh, he was there against Miguel Flores, and Miguel Flores was throwing punches, man. He was throwing punches alongside Leo Santa Cruz. Uh, you know, folks will talk about you know Leo Santa Cruz being known for throwing a lot of punches, but or is throwing us just about as many punches uh with him. You know what I mean? I fell asleep. Um <laughs> I pretty much kill you, man. Uh so you did have that in uh the first fight in the pay per view, uh you had uh that one Barthelemy against Eduardo Ramirez and Barthelemy. <laughs> he was crying.
2: The <laughs> dude
0: was crying. He got caught. (laughs) Oh, man. Then he got up.
2: Yeah, he was
1: crying, J.R. Oh, man. man.
2: He was like, man, what happened? Why you stopped the fight, man?
1: Yeah. Yesterday was a sad day for
0: Cuba. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: oh man, he was I was like, "Yo,"
2: <laughs>
0: but he, but the thing about it is, he 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 was there open for the shots, man. Like in that in that fourth round, he was open for those shots, and then he ended up backing up, and he got caught. And I mean, it, it was what it is, man. You had you know your. Right, your right hand behind your back when you landed on the canvas. And uh, <laughs> Russell Moore said, yo, that's all she wrote, bro. You, you, yo, you, <laughs> you saw done, his wife son. crying? You saw his wife crying <laughs> at ringside on the apron?
1: Yo. That's one bitch-ass family, man. They was all crying. You even saw uh, Ramsey's yeah. look like he was about to cry too what the fuck is wrong with these Cubans <laughs> Luis Ortiz was crying
0: yesterday too why was all these Cubans <laughs> crying sad day for Cuba man we gotta check up on right, it <laughs> yeah, that was Jesus. horrible man. that was horrible man and no I'm not gonna talk about you know the other guy uh, that he stopped the fight for in reference to that thing so um Wanted to, you know, move on. Um, We had another rematch that did take place uh, yesterday. Uh, This time it was for the WBA Super Featherweight Championship. Andrew Cancio against Rene Alvarado. This is a rematch from 2015 where Cancio knocked out Alvarado in the eighth round. Uh, Cancio, of course, had the uh, upset earlier this year against alberto machado in february then was able to knock out machado once again in june and he went up against alvarado here in this particular bout uh he was looking forward to you know trying to see if he could get himself in position for uh unification fights um you know with uh you know uh jamel herring or um, you want anybody else there in that particular um thing. So man, um, but he, he got battered, man. He got battered in this fight with Alvarado. Alvarado was coming in there, man. And he was saying, Man, yo bump this, man. You ain't gonna beat me this time, man.
1: Exactly. You know.
0: He you know, that that's the thing, man. Um and <coughs> <coughs> And it, like you know, Cantillo just took every single punch, man. He didn't, he didn't block no punch, Oh, man. And 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 uh, they had them, they had him in that corner. Uh, what it was, um, at, you know, going at the end of the sixth round, and then in the you know seventh round, they were like, "Yo, you gotta do something, man. Are we gonna stop this fight?" And he was still getting tagged. Blah, blah, blah. He was still getting you know, yep. just tagged and ripped up. And you know they stopped the fight, man. And Alvarado ended up winning that WBA super featherweight title, and Chocolatino Gonzalez was out over there going,
2: "Yeah!" Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? And uh, so this is—I uh, think this is—Renee um, Alvarado's first world championship, if I'm not mistaken. So after I you get know, beat by a dude named Renee, bam. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, but yeah, he he he, yeah. Kansio got tore up, but I mean, the thing about it is, man, you know, people didn't think that Cancio was supposed to, you know, be a world champion. So me, you follow, you know, I guess one upset with another upset uh, there in that super featherweight division. Uh, so. You know that kind of you know delays things a little bit. It probably you have a uh, maybe a revatch clause in here for this particular bout. Um, but I don't know, man. Can't Cancel got tore up in this particular fight. So if they have another uh, you know title bout, yeah, he might cancel. Would probably lose again. Um, this wasn't no mandatory, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. Let me see. Wow. Uh, no, 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 no. Because that's. Uh... Yeah, I don't think so.
2: I oh, think yeah. Actually, stupid. yeah, it is.
0: It is. I think it is. Because Alvarado's ranked number one was ranked number one. So. Yeah. If this was a mandatory he, he he ain't he, getting he, no rematch. Yeah, he's getting a no rematch. Yeah. Yeah, man. So. Oh, well. Tough luck for Cancel there, buddy.
1: Well, yeah, well, tough at luck, least buddy. He has a
0: second job. Yeah, tough luck, buddy. Um, Rene Alvarado <laughs> against Miguel Flores because uh, Jojo Diaz is fighting Tevin Farmer uh, over in well, Miami. No, Flores so fighting
1: Tank. Huh? Oh, wait, no, he is, man.
0: No, he's not. Did yeah, Flores just lose to Santa Cruz? Flores fought, yeah, he lost to Santa, Santa Cruz at Super Featherweight. So, but that was for the super title. So Miguel Flores can fight for the regular title. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I can't. Uh,
0: keep up. I really can't keep up. So yeah, there you go with that one, man. And um, you had like in the uh, what was that co featured bout Benny Robles the third, uh, going up against Zoo Ken or Ken Zoo hurt Zoo uh What what they you know showed there for the WBA featherweight championship. And Zucan was just basically showing that he could move around and Manny Robles was just standing right there going, you know, walking, trying to walk down uh walk down Zoo. And that didn't work, especially in the tail end of the fight. But he got uh you date his win. Uh can had one score of one twenty to one oh eight in that particular about to retain that WBA featherweight Championship. Uh, So, those were, you know, two bouts that did happen. Um, A lot of people, well, a few people talk about Rashidi Ellis uh, over at Welterweight. He did uh, win by unanimous decision over Eddie Gomez in that fight card. Uh, So, he stays undefeated. Um, The other thing that I was going to bring up, (sighs) Callum Smith, man. Callum Smith, Callum Smith, Callum Smith. Oh, my God. Come on, man. Like, come on, dude. You go up against your 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 mandatory and John Ryder. You're supposed to be, you know, impressive in 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 this bout. Kind of show that you you know wanna be a potential opponent for Canelo Alvarez. Yep. And and you lay a go- you lay an egg worse than uh, Billy Joe Saunders did. Uh in his fight on November ninth man, like there are people there that said John Ryder should have took that thing like um you know like how Dennis hogan uh should have took that fight <laughs> with uh Henry yeah. man that 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 that's just bad that's 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 horrible man, you get scores of one sixteen one twelve twice and one seventeen one eleven but come on man. You didn't win no eight rounds. You definitely didn't win no nine rounds in this fight.
1: Exactly. I mean it is what it so, is, man. That's the UK for
0: you. <laughs> so uh so maybe they'll have uh, you know, him fighting Billy Joe Saunders and and you know, nasal spray will be, you know, admitted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: they will have the test for nasal spray. It'll be fine. You'll be able to you know, you'll be able to, uh, you know, test for it or whatever it is. So it is what it is. I I just don't see him being a, an opponent for a Canelo Alvarez in May of next year. And if that's the case, Canelo Alvarez might have a little dilemma, uh, you know, come, uh, February or March, he'll probably have to be looking for an opponent. And, um, Baval is fooled for Canelo Alvarez, but I don't think they're gonna they're gonna necessarily like uh Dimitri Bavall being an opponent for Canelo Alvarez uh, there, so there is that. Uh but yeah, that's you know what we had as far as like action uh on November twenty third. Uh like I said, you know, Deontay Wilder defeated Luis Ortiz, knockout in the seventh round. Cantillo getting blasted by Rene Alvarado, Callum Smith sticking up the joint against John Ryder. <laughs> uh, that, that's you. you know basically what we have, man. Uh, next week we you know don't really uh, we have like a you know a little bit of a schedule, but as uh, a lot of attention, we coming back to the ring to defend his WBO title. Oscar Valdez is moving up. Uh, to face Andres Gutierrez before uh, he fights for that WBC uh, super featherweight title against Miguel Burchell, because Burchell don't want to fight Jabelle Herring. Uh, so you do have that. Um, Cecilia Brekus, uh defends her titles against Victoria Bustos who's moving up to the welterweight division because uh, he did lose to Katie Taylor last year at lightweight uh but that's basically what it is. We're, you know, looking ahead to December seventh, the super fight, the fight that will shape the heavyweight division for eternity. The rematch between Andy Ruiz Jr. defending the WBA IBF and WBO titles against Anthony Ola Femi Joshua It's going to be a big fight It's a super fight People uh, Are looking forward to it I'm mad that they didn't give me A, a media pass <laughs> <laughs> For me to book a ticket
1: <laughs> Over oh, to <a> Saudi Arabia Rest <laughs> in peace Jamal Khashoggi
0: uh, Yeah man uh, geez. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. But, yeah, man, um, well, yeah, we'll be, you know, previewing that fight next week. Uh, Of course, we know that there is a big bet on the line between me and Matt for that particular fight. So both of us are looking forward to this thing. It's going to be great. It's going to be exciting. And, you know, the card is, you know, pretty good uh heavyweight showcase. You're gonna have uh Michael Hunter going up against um Alexander Pavekin and Philip Hergovich against Eric Molina. Uh Scott Quick will be part of the card as well. That Pavekin Hunter fight, why do I feel that that's like a toss up man? I don't know man. Wait a minute, that thing's twelve rounds how I'm pretty oh, sure it's probably that's... for
1: some type of title.
0: Uh they'll figure it. They'll figure. It. They'll create a title for it. Put it on the line. So the so, wait, but hold on, though. No. Uh, let me go back, 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 back. Where's the stick, Michael? No, remember um that the fight that he had against Sergey. Yeah, that's okay. Maybe it's for that Intercontinental Heavyweight title. Yeah, that's that's it. It's gonna be for the Intercontinental title, because <clears throat> well, uh, Michael man. Hunter has that that title, whatever it is. You know, man, I
1: hope um, Hunter whoops his ass, man. <laughs> a a true myth.
0: <laughs> uh, so we're gonna have that uh, as being part of the action there. Uh so that know covers everything as far as I can for this particular episode of the Boxing Source Radio Show. We will be back at it uh, next week, uh, December 1st. So um, be sure to catch that and catch the sister shows live on the Golan Video channel on Blog Talk Radio. Like I said at the end of every show, folks, pour the port is a hit and can hit not to send and trade. On that note, I'm out. Have a good evening, everybody.
2: Oh, God.